Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. We are in the middle of the most boring part of the NFL season. So today, like I said, we're going to start doing our top tens, right? Something to just, you know, essentially give an idea of what's going around, uh, going on in the NFL, you know, what players and whatever. It's just stupid banter. And then I am going to end this show and we're going to talk a little what's going on in other sports. Because again, I mean, we all love football, obviously. Listen to the show, generally that means you have some type of interest in hearing either me like rant on the Eagles or praise the Eagles. But um, I mean, the only thing I could praise this week is what? Charleston Rambo and Jared Williams. Uh, Charleston Rambo is a wide receiver they signed. Jared Williams is a tackle they released. That's it. It's OTAs. Um, There's not much going on. There's not really any news going on with the team. Um, So uh, let's just get into it. Let's do the top 10 quarterbacks that I think are going into the season. Now, when I do these lists, I don't like to go off of what I think. I, I know you're supposed to project to an extent, but I mean, you can't just go crazy with it. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, last year, I didn't put Jalen Hurts in my top 10 quarterbacks, even though I knew Jalen Hurts had best quarterback in the league. I believed in him. I really did. I believed in Jalen Hurts. But there was nothing that he did in 2021. Like, it was too sporadic. You know what I mean? It It wasn't a complete set. And to put him in there would have been disrespectful to guys that had put it all together that year or the year prior and years prior. So... When you do it, it's like, yeah, I want to project a little bit, but I'm not going to put a guy who's played, for instance, we'll use an example in this. Um, let's think of somebody like Anthony Richardson, right? The the draft pick for the Colts. I could sit here and tell you right now if I think, and again, I'm not saying I do or don't, but if I had the highest thoughts on Anthony Richardson, like I think he is going to be the man. Joe Burrow is a perfect example when he came out. I knew Joe Burrow was going to be the man. He's not in my top 10, though. Not at that time. you got to prove it. You know what I mean? So let's just get into it. Let's go with our top 10. And first, like we do every year, we're going to go back to 2022 and we're going to go over who were the top 10 I had going into last season. Now, I did have next tier of guys who can jump in and Jalen Hurts was in that tier, obviously. Um, you know, And I look at that tier and I go, wow, this was not good. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson was on here, but clearly because Deshaun Watson had to come back and play football and from his suspension. And then outside of Tua, you know, Matt Ryan, whoa, Mac Jones, Kirk Cousins. Uh, Mac Jones was another whoa. I think he was more sabotaged. But, um, you know, Cousins had a good year. Obviously, the Vikings were really good. But I, I bet you Viking fans tell you that, you know, what he did in the playoffs was unacceptable. Derek Carr, obviously, he's on a new team. Kyler Murray was injured. Um, that was it. And I said, guys, what major potential in this, too? I had, and I don't know if I'm going to do that now, but you, know, you had Trevor Lawrence, you had Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Kenny Pickett. And I would sit here and say today that Lawrence has realized his potential, Fields is on the way, too, and Pickett as well. But Pickett's another guy for this top 10, for instance. You, you're not going to put Pickett in your top 10. I think Kenny Pickett is going to be a really damn good quarterback. I really do. He absolutely has a shot at becoming a top 10 quarterback for sure. And even if I thought this season he's going to prove it, he's not in my top 10 yet. You got you have to have some level of proving it to make it into a top 10 list, in my opinion. 
So let's get into it. Let's talk top 10 quarterbacks. So at number 10, I went with a guy who proved it last year. A guy I think who is probably going to prove it again. I don't think it was a one-year wonder thing or anything like that. I like Geno Smith. I have Geno Smith currently at 10. Number nine, I went with Dak Prescott. And now let me put a little caveat on this one. Oh, actually, hold on. Before we do, wait, I'm, I'm reading the list and I'm like, I just realized, did I even read the top 10? I was talking about it. I don't think I read the top 10 quarterbacks. So last year, the top 10 I had was Lamar at 10, Dak at 9, Matt Stafford at 8, Russell Wilson at 7. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, Justin Herbert, 6, Aaron Rodgers, 5, Tom Brady, 4, Josh Allen, 3, Joe Burrow, 2, and Patrick Mahomes, 1. That was going into last season. I've already done two so far. This season, I have, obviously, Geno Smith, 10, and Dak Prescott, 9. Uh, 8. I went with Lamar Jackson. Now, here's the reason I have Lamar over Dak. Um, I know people like to, you know, they take their shots at Dak. Dak is ass. Uh, I get it. It's funny. I think Dak, last year, especially in that playoff game against the 49ers, screwed the Cowboys heavily. Like, I think if Dak played any type of competent game there, they win that game. I get it. You could point your fingers at Kellen Moore. He's not there anymore. You have a lot of finger pointing they could do. And again, they, they didn't have a lot of help at wide receiver. Michael Gallup clearly didn't show up to be what they were hoping he would be, especially later in the year. CeeDee Lamb was really good. But, um, you know, Tony Pollard getting hurt in that game. But their offensive line exceeded expectations by miles. Um, and Dak leading the league in interceptions, even though he missed, what, five games? Again, I think what he was on Christmas uh, Eve against the Eagles, I think that's closer to what Dak really is. But man, his floors get a little low. And for a Cowboy fan, you just don't like it. And that's, again, you'll sit there and say, well, how can Lamar Jackson be ahead of him? Lamar has you know, been injured pretty much the last two seasons. I get it. But Lamar has won an MVP. And I know we could sit here and say, is that really what it is? And I'm not, but I just think... You know what I mean? Like, to me right now, I would say Lamar gets the edge simply because Lamar is just more of an issue in terms of trying to game plan to stop him. You know, his his feet are elite. That's without question. Seven. I mean, this is a guy who I said could live up to the potential, right? Trevor Lawrence has jumped up into the top ten. Trevor Lawrence comes in at seven. And you can make an argument he should be at six because the guy I have at six is Justin Herbert. And Trevor Lawrence is the guy who had the team that had that mirror, like, you know, the miraculous comeback against the Chargers in the playoffs last year. I mean, that's why Herbert's six, 27 nothing, and they lost that game. I mean, you can't let that happen. You know, they didn't score in the second half. I know their defense didn't stop them, but they didn't score either. And that's on Justin Herbert. Five, I went with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, clearly, the Jets have more offensive weapons than Green Bay did last year. So we're, we're going to learn a lot about Aaron Rodgers this year. And if he still has some stuff left, and I think he does. I mean, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is still really good. Um, the top four, though, it's to me, it's like this is where it separates. Like these four guys separate. And this guy at four is probably the one where you're, you know, you could probably point the most fingers at because 
he too has, you know, he has not delivered in the playoffs of late. I know that New England game a year ago was really good, but, you know, since then, it's like, what's going on with Josh Allen, right? Um, yeah, Josh Allen, I mean, like, the, and the, the, the Patriots game and the, the Chiefs game, he was incredible. Obviously, on another level of talent, he played two years ago. But last year in the playoffs, you know, you look at the Miami game. That was not too pretty. You know what I mean? They almost lost a game where Miami was starting their third-string quarterback. And then what happening in Cincinnati? I mean, I get it. It was snowing there a little, like the weather, but they were incompetent on offense. And it's not all his fault, you know, again, but he plays a lot of hero ball. And he turns the ball over way too frequently. And Josh Allen, I mean, all the tools. And Buffalo is clearly a winner. And they are definitely one of the better teams in the league going into this season. And he's fourth. And that's like, we're talking like it's a diss. It's a compliment. You're the fourth best quarterback in the National Football League, in my opinion. That's a fantastic achievement. But Josh Allen is definitely one of those guys where it's like, all right, put it up now. You know what I mean? I know the Chiefs thing was two years ago and that was criminal what happened and you did everything you could in that. And again, clearly, if you can't, oh, well, they lost. You're a fool. I mean, he couldn't have done anything more to win that game. The guy was on another level of special. He played incredible. He played as good as he's ever played in that game. Just like Jalen Hurts played in the Super Bowl, right? He couldn't have played better. I mean, oh, yeah, the one in the second quarter. Okay, come on. You're nitpicking then. But Josh Allen, it's like last year in the two playoff games, like he left the door open for them to lose to Miami, which would have been the ultimate stunner. And then obviously they got pretty much beat up by the Bengals. Now, number three, speaking of the Bengals, Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow is just, this guy is so good. It's not even funny. Um, he's just, he is a winner, Joe Burrow. Like he is the purest definition of the word Winner. He is a winner. It's just... I, you know, he comes out of LSU. And everybody talks about, oh, yeah, is is what happened in college? Was that the system there? Was that the players around him? He had Chase, he had Jefferson, all these guys. And it's just like... Because everybody don't want to believe in him. Because they're like, well, if he was so good, why didn't he play at Ohio State? Well, that's a problem with Urban Meyer, by the way. Um, and that's probably why Urban Meyer is no longer a coach. But um, Joe Burrow is like, to me, it's it, Cincinnati is just so lucky. They really are. When you think about that COVID draft, right? Um, it was him, obviously. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, and Jalen Hurts in the second round. And it's crazy to think of that draft, how many of those guys have turned out. And they have. And, and again, Jordan Love, we're going to find out this year. So, I mean, they might be five for five of guys that all could play in the NFL and play at a high level. But, you know, everybody was, the thing was tank for Tua, right? Going into the year. Miami was going to tank for Tua. And ironically, they got Tua. But um, Joe Burrow, it's like Cincinnati, did. there's no way anybody thought even midway through the season, I remember. It wasn't like Joe Burrow was still the, oh, he's going to be the number one pick. What happened was they won the SEC, then they dominate the playoff, and it was like, yeah, he is the number one pick. Like, he, he literally played himself into it by having one of the single greatest collegiate seasons I'd ever seen. So, 
And I remember when the Eagles played them in 2020, a game we uh, tied the Bengals, by the way, which I still have my most listened to show ever, which was Rock Bottom, um, which it was for the Eagles in 2020. But I remember in that show, I specifically said Carson Wentz's future was bleak, which it was, and Joe Burrows was bright as F. And I promised everybody, I said, right now I'd rather be the Bengals than the Eagles in terms of where their teams were because I just didn't see a way out of Carson Wentz. I didn't know the Eagles were actually going to step up and man up and get rid of him, and they did. But, I mean, it's not like I was wrong. The Bengals played in the Super Bowl the following season. And you know what's funny? When the Eagles got rid of their bleak future at quarterback with Carson Wentz and went to Jalen Hurts, they played in the Super Bowl the following season after that. So it's like, you see what happens when you get the right guy in place? You get an elite-level player at that position. You turn around quick. You get good fast. And Joe Burrow is an example of that. Now, number two, this guy just won the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes. I know people are going to say, how is he too? I don't care what you say. Uh, number one to me is not debatable. But number two, Patrick Mahomes, obviously. I mean, this guy's on another level. I mean, he is trending right now. His resume is trending towards being the greatest quarterback of all time. Right? And you're saying, well, he's number two on your list. Yes. I said trending, right? Trending. He is trending that way. Um, he's special. I mean, like, he he has no flaws. You know, his only flaw is he fakes being injured or whatever because his ankle was definitely not as injured as he let on. You know, whatever. Hey, I, I, it's all about, you know, whatever you got to do. You know what I mean? If you want that team to come in a little less prepared because they think you're hurt, play to the advantage of it. But, I mean, he doesn't make mistakes. His arm is an absolute cannon. His accuracy is stupid. Um, and he's a winner. I mean, they play in the AFC Championship every single year with him. And I get it, Andy's a great coach, but it's like he was there before Patrick Mahomes and they had Alex Smith, who was a solid quarterback. They weren't playing the AFC Championship game every single uh, single season. They're there every single year now. But number one, the best player in the league, where's number one? He is number one in Philadelphia. He is number one in the NFL. He is the overall best player in the National Football League. This should have been MVP, Jalen Hurts. He's the best player in the league. I don't care what anybody says. You could tell me otherwise. You could argue it, whatever. Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the National Football League because he's the best player in the National Football League. His intangibles are next level. His work ethic is next level. This contract he just got signed, you would think would be, oh, hey, is it, it means... There's no doubts. You know what I mean? Everybody gets a little scared. Oh, well, look what happened with Carson. I have no doubts in this contract because I have no doubts in the player. Jalen Hurts is the man. He is the ideal guy I'd want running, you know, being the t the leader of my team in any sport. It, 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 heck, I'm telling you, it's like he'd be an ideal leader for president of the United States, the way he conducts himself. This guy is mature beyond his years. Um, he's calm. He's composed. He never, ever, he, I mean, he shoulders every single ounce of responsibility on himself. Accountability, he's very, as accountable as a person as I've ever seen on a football field. I can't say enough good things about Jalen Hurts. The Eagles are so incredibly fortunate that he fell to them in the second round of that NFL draft in 2020. I will never understand why the Steelers did not select him. Um, that being said, they have a quarterback now in the building who's really good for them, and that's great. But I mean... This guy was there, and it's just a miracle the Eagles were able to get him at 53, and it's even better that the Eagles were smart enough to move on from Carson Wentz, saddle up behind Jalen Hurts. And I know, hey, you'll talk to me about, well, 
They flirted with the idea of trading for Wilson or Watson. And again, you hear this stuff, right? You hear this stuff, but you don't know the truth behind it. Remember, a lot of these trade stories do also come from uh, agents. Because again, they want you to think other players or other teams want your their player. Because one, they can get a bigger contract when they sign or trade for that player. Or two, you know what I mean? That's how they could facilitate getting their you know player traded to a team that they may want to go to, right? Interest always helps. Um, I find it hard though, really, really hard to believe the Eagles were actively trying to trade for Watson or Wilson because Jeffrey Lurie picked Jalen Hurts because he did not want to miss out on the next Russell Wilson. And it wasn't that he was saying that they were similar or compatible players. He just knew that, hey, this guy is a gem and he's fallen in this draft for some bizarre reason and he's going to be exceptional and I believe in him. And let me tell you this. Russell Wilson obviously was, you know, somebody that the Eagles obviously regretted not picking. It worked out. We won a Super Bowl with the guy we ended up selecting, Nick Foles. Um, but Jalen Hurts versus Russell Wilson right now, the person, the leader, it's not even close. And again, I'm not one of those guys who likes to pile on Russell Wilson. Um, I, I know, and again, I'm actually expecting that guy, by the way, to have a major bounce back season this year. We're going to talk about him in a second. But um, you see Jalen Hurts and you just see everybody goes, that's somebody I want to line up for. There's nobody laughing behind his back. There's nothing being said. Like, he is a winner because you know why? He's the first guy in, the last guy. I know that's used a lot, but that's the truth. That's what he is. He sets the example. Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the National Football League. Now, honorable mention, guys. Um, I'm giving a first shout-out to Brock Purdy. I know that's crazy to say considering he only played half a season last year, but he didn't lose. The only game he lost as a starter, his arm got broken on their first series. Um, well, his elbow. And he's getting Tommy John. I like Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy's really good. I think the 49ers know Brock uh, Purdy's really good. I think that's why he's going to be their starter. I think they're going to go with Brock Purdy for the future because I really think what you saw last year was not pure luck. I think he can really play, and he fits in that system perfectly. Uh, another guy, Jared Goff. Look where the Lions are. They're playing the opening game of the NFL season last, uh, this season coming up. Who would have thought that? They're a more than, you know, a, a potential favorite to win their division. And Jared Goff's a big reason. Tua Tagovailoa, obviously Tua is still on this. He, he, again, if he could stay healthy, the guy's exceptional. I really do. I know, oh, his arm. His problem is just staying on the field. Justin Fields, we saw him up and close and personal last year with the Eagles. I mean, I think Justin Fields, once they build that offensive lineup, they got him DJ Moore now. You know, they're trying to build some guys around him. Justin Fields, watch him not take a leap. Um, Kenny Pickett, who I talked about, I think he's going to be exceptional. Another guy, how about Mac Jones? Because Bill O'Brien coming in is a big deal. Having Bill O'Brien there is a major deal for, for Mac Jones' development. And then two guys that were um, hurt last season. How about Matt Stafford and Russell Wilson? Right? Stafford, I mean, I know, whatever, but Russell Wilson more so. Sean Payton coming in there, I, I, I'm just telling you. Russell Wilson did not just go from being a top seven quarterback in the National Football League to absolutely one of the worst players you'd ever seen. 
There was a disconnect there. I have a feeling that's going to get hammered out. Sean Payton's there to make sure it does get hammered out. I think Russell Wilson's going to play more or less closer to a top 10 quarterback this season as well. And then, obviously, a guy like Watson, you don't know what's going to happen. He's just not my cup of tea, but, you know, hey, the Browns are banking on that guy being their cup of tea considering they gave him the most guaranteed money in NFL history. But that is my top 10 quarterbacks. Now, let's talk some other sports quickly here, right? Let's let's talk about what's going on in the uh, in the NBA, right? We're in the NBA, you know, conference finals here. As I watch, it looks like Boston's going to make this a three-two series with Miami. It's our third quarter still. I mean, there's plenty of time left. I don't rule anything out, especially with Jimmy Butler. But um, trying to be the first team to ever come back from a three-zero uh, deficit, three-two. So uh, they're almost halfway there now if they can get this one done. But um, I wanted to talk about. We'll start with Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, to me, it's like, a lot of people know I'm not a big Jason Tatum fan. And it's not that I'm not a Jason Tatum fan. Here's my thing with Jason Tatum and his, um, if you want to say, is he a top 10 player in the league? And I know people will say, oh, really? He's definitely a top 10 player. He's not my top 10. And the reason he's not my top 10 is because this. His highs are high. Don't get me wrong. His highs, when he's playing, like, obviously, the game seven against the Sixers, he had 51 points. That's top 10. Duh. But this dude's floors are so low. Like, he will have some games, especially like game six against the uh, Sixers in that same series, where for, you know, till five minutes left in the game. And again, I get it. You'll say, hey, well, five minutes left, he figured it out. You're right. That's beyond important. I totally agree. But I mean, he will just crap the bed. And he's done it in the series with the Heat a couple times, where he just looks like, this guy even playing? You know what I mean? Like, does he know what's going on? So, I don't know what to say. Like, I, I can't get behind a guy like Tatum because, and again, I know Celtics fans are frustrated. They get beyond frustrated with him because it's like, hey, man, you know what I mean? Your highs can't be this high. Your lows can't be this low either. And Tatum's a big dude. I mean, there's a lot of times where if he has a game where he's one for 10, I have no earthly idea why he doesn't just attack the rim more. He will just keep settling for jump shots. He's a, he's a 6'10 guy who's trying to play like he's 6'5 a lot or 6'4. You know what I mean? He's trying to play downsize. And I'm like, don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, if your jump shot's not there, you got to have the ability to just say, screw it, I'm going to take the ball to the rim. i got to find other ways to score. Because guess what? Here's a spoiler. You're not always going to have your jump shot. Nobody ever does. It's impossible. But great players know how to get to the rim and get points when, you know, obviously they have their C stuff. And that's the problem with Tatum. You just don't get it. And Jalen Brown's another one. This guy, you know, it looks like he, like he doesn't want to be with the Celtics anymore or whatever, but <laughs> he's another one. It's like the question's going to just become, I mean, here, and you know, it's funny, like if they come back and win this series and then they win the championship, it's like all this criticism that they these two have gotten, oh, can they win together? Yeah, it could go away and it'd be an unbelievable run. It's just like the problem with the Celtics, it's like everybody, they're a team that could beat anybody and get beat by anybody in the same breath. And that's why I think fans get frustrated with them. Because you hate to see, you don't want to be that team. And I know, like, they're really good, but it's like the Hawks took them to, like, you know what I mean? Like, the Heat here, the Heat are, obviously, I'm a Bulls fan. The freaking Heat were five minutes away from losing to the Chicago Bulls with Tyler Hero playing. You know what I mean? He hasn't played since game one, I think, of this playoff with the, in the Bucks series when he got hurt. 
The Bulls had them on in Miami five minutes away from elimination. They were winning the game. They're going to possibly go to the NBA Finals. And in the Western Conference, you know, clearly, you know, the whole Jokic thing and is he better than this? Like, Nikola Jokic is awesome. He is. He's awesome. I know people want to criticize his defense. Listen, he's awesome. He is an unbelievably good basketball player. I mean, he was... All he's done is legitimize the MVPs he's won already. Um, I know people are trying to say he should have got the MVP this year now, and it's, an, it's a regular season award, guys. I mean, that's just what it is. It's not designed for the playoffs. I mean, trust me, because you can make the argument, yeah, clearly if the playoffs were like factored in, he would be the MVP this year. But more so, would he have won the MVP the last two years if you factored in the playoffs when Denver wasn't making runs to the finals? You know what I mean? So it's like, I get it. And I know people are sour on Embiid and the injury. And again, hey, because they kick it out around two. And I get it. I understand. But this whole joke, it's like that idiot Elliot Shore Parks, by the way. He's the biggest moron going. Because like you follow him and obviously, oh, man, it's the, the whole joke. It's thing. He wants to slam on him. If, you know, which McCall it, you know, give more credit to Jamal Murray, who I think is awesome anyway. But he also had another comment, which to me is like, if I was WIP, I'd be like, why are we employing him? Again, I, I don't care that you like a player more than like Embiid. Joe. That's fine. I don't. Nobody has an issue with that. But he was straight up saying that the NBA needed to rig. Think about this. Rig uh, the Western Conference Finals to not let the Nuggets get to the finals because that would be a disaster. He wanted to have the NBA rig the finals or the Western Conference Finals so the Lakers would come back win so that they would be in the finals. Because Denver being there is a disaster, right? I want to be like, hey, idiot, let me ask you this. Is Kansas City some massive football market? Oh, that's right. They went to the finals, or finals, they went to the Super Bowl. Um, they Or they went to their AFC championship, they lost. Then they go to the Super Bowl, they win. You know what I mean? Like, then they keep winning, and guess what? They become an institution, and that's because that's how great players become what they are. Like the Bucks went to the uh, won a championship with Giannis. Giannis is a household name. How'd that happen? Because he won. Rigged. You gotta rig it. Like he's such a moron, man. When I saw him, like you cover sports. It's just moronic to even have to say stupid stuff like that. Ah, it made my blood boil. And, you know, speaking of the Lakers, obviously everybody who knows me knows I'm not a, a big LeBron James fan. And it's not because of anything other than the fact that I hate the way he conducts himself on the floor. I hate his flopping. I hate the fact that, you know, he formed a super team, obviously, in Miami. And then, you know, he went, he embraced being the villain. Like, I thought, okay, cool. He understands what he's done here. He's It's going to diminish his legacy to an extent. But, I mean, at the same time, he's, he's saying, hey, I just want to win. We're going to form a team here, and I'm going to be the bad guy. I'm going to be the heel of professional basketball. You know, you got the good guys and the bad guys, the baby faces and the heels, and he was going to be a heel. And I thought, good on him. And then all of a sudden, it was like, no, he was there, and it's like, now his goal changed. He wants to be the greatest basketball player of all time. Not that anybody who's playing doesn't. Everybody wants to be the greatest. But what happened was, for about a decade, he stopped playing defense, which pissed me off because I know how elite of a defender he could be. 
Trust me, in the one Western Co- or Eastern Conference Finals was the Heat and the Bulls. I'm a Bulls fan, like I told you. Chicago was winning going into the fourth quarter. I think it was a 1-1 series. This was might have been 2012. And again, I could be off on the year there. Um, but he went up and manned up on D. Rose and just took him out of the game. So when I saw him, you know, Kyle Kuzma famously pushing him a couple years ago to go play defense and him trying to be like Russell Westbrook and chase triple doubles because he saw that's what sold. He was playing to... What pissed me off about LeBron is he just switched his style of play to try to co- uh, curtail to anybody on Twitter. And I'm like, bro, you want Twitter to tell you if you're good? Like, he was curtailing his basketball, his stats and all, like getting all these numbers and all that stuff. He wanted people who had no earthly idea about basketball to say, hey, I like LeBron James because they could be the loudest because they're ignorant. And that's what it was, which pisses me off. He's 6'8", 290, or 270. He's falling on the floor, flopping around. And I get it. Hey, I'm not, I understand. Everybody's got to be a little bit of an actor. But you know what I mean? Like, and again, that is the least of my worries about him as a player, obviously. It's just like, I've just never been a big time fan. I mean, I think a lot of the things that he did in the Eastern Conference was fantastic. But at the same time, I would tell you this, and I'd say, when he went back, to Cleveland especially, even with Miami, clearly. But, I mean, when he made the move back to Cleveland, they're like, oh, yeah, he went home. It's like, he went home all right because Kyrie Irving was sitting there and they had the number one pick uh, for two years there in a row or whatever. They were to Traver for Kevin Love and form another essential super team there. And he knew what he was doing. But, I mean, they didn't have to beat anybody in the East for a couple years because the conference was just dog. It was dog crap. Like, again, I'm not sitting here trying to diminish... The guy as a player, I mean, he's 38 years old, scoring 30 points a game. I get it. I understand. Clearly, that's freaking incredible. It it speaks to him, his dedication to his body, the money he puts into it. But, I mean, he's never been in trouble off the court. He's a good father. Obviously, he's a great father. Um, Things you look for and you want and all that stuff. But I still think back to that stupid barbershop thing or show or whatever he was doing when he was making his decision on Cleveland, Philadelphia, or Los Angeles. And that idiot, idiot Rich Paul or whatever, telling him like, hey, LeBron, man. And, and this is what they said. I'm not making this up. He said to him, hey, if you lose 10 in a row at Cleveland, people are going to point their fingers at you. You lose 10 in a row at Philadelphia, they're going to point you. You lose 10 in a row with the Lakers, though, people are going to understand. And he said, that's when I knew I had to go there. I'm like, What? You want us to talk about you possibly being the greatest basketball player of all time and your reason for joining the Lakers, which, by the way, this is not even the real reason. He didn't just want to say he's going out there because of Hollywood, but he went out there and he's like, the reason was because if I lose 10 games in a row, people won't point a figure, they'll understand. And again, I'm like, why do you care what people think so much? You should care about what your peers think on the floor. That's it. Your teammates. That's always been my quip on him. Because clearly, longevity-wise and his health-wise and the way he keeps him control, like, he's an unbelievable athlete. And he's not, by the way, spoiler, he's not retiring. His kid's a year away from possibly playing in the NBA. You think he's retiring? His goal is to play with his son. He's going to play with his son, and some team's going to pay his him or and pick his son very high in the NBA draft so they can get LeBron for a year, and I get it. I'm not against it. You know, LeBron's don't grow on trees. Look at the draft he came out of. He's like the last guy. 
and he's still playing at an exceptional level. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and diminish what the Lakers did in this playoffs because he can't. I mean, I know the Memphis Grizzlies were imploding internally, but they beat the Grizzlies. Then they beat the Warriors. You know what I mean? On the Warriors, I know they're not the same. Hey, they beat the Warriors. Still an all-time, obviously, an all-time great player. Just That's my biggest issues with LeBron James. I just wish that other stuff never, like the whole him literally just begging Twitter to like him. And, and like, it just sucks. That's always been my, and again, I, I'm, oh, you're a Jordan guy. I'm a Jordan guy because, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's even debatable to me. Like Michael Jordan to me. Now, again, I didn't see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar play. I didn't see Will Chamberlain play. I didn't see Bill Russell play. That's why I hate saying, like, oh, I think this is the greatest player of all. I didn't even see these guys play basketball. You know, I barely saw Bird and Magic. And what I've seen, like, you know what I mean? I was fortunate enough to grow up with Michael Jordan. And I've never seen anybody play basketball at that level. Ever. Ever. It's not even close to me. We'll talk more about other sports next week. I like this stuff. We'll, we'll keep going into other sports. Makes the, the boring season here a little more interesting. But next week we'll come back. We'll keep going on the offense. We'll do top 10 running backs. And like I said, we'll talk more about other sports. And hey, if there's some Eagles news, we'll sure as heck talk about that as well. Want everybody out there though, to stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay educated. And as always, go Eagles, go.